Hello, and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm Molly. And we're the Sherman sisters. This week, we watched Bridgerton. We were supposed to record this last week. Mm -hmm. We'll get to why we didn't, I'm sure, in our catch-up. Sure. But uh, initially, we said we were going to watch a couple episodes. We both blew through season one, girls. I don't want to reveal too much at the top of the episode, but we pretty unanimously loved Bridgerton. Absolutely, we did, Bestie. So, um, but before we talk about Bridgerton, mm-hmm. as is our custom around here, we need to sync up, bitch. Oh, yeah. What have you been up to? Well, thank you for asking. Um, man, a real medical journey. Something happened. An absolute journey. Like... Two weeks ago, felt a little tickle in my throat on Tuesday night and like fatigued. And I was like, okay, something's coming. Yeah. Let's beat this. We'll see how I'm feeling in the morning. Yeah. I woke up with a splitting headache and was like, oh, I'm sick. Tight. Mm. So checked out of work for two days, which is like the most stressful thing for me, no matter what. Like, <laughs> yes. this has been this way my entire life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have so much to keep, keep yeah. up on. I, I, I feel like that, like, uh, good old Protestant guilt yes. about missing a day of work. About being sick. <laughs> right. And it's like, literally, you'd be useless to right. everyone. But right. like, you know. But I could maintain the illusion that yep. I'm being productive. <laughs> I could be online. <laughs> um, so yeah, that knocked me out. I had, it's funny the way my body tackles fevers as an adult now. Because I had one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've always gotten overheated and cried. Yeah. But I don't remember truly sweating this much. Girl, it's when I, once I've thoroughly drenched my sheets, that's how I know my fever has broken. It's insane how much you sweat. Yeah. 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 It is wild. Like, I woke up, like, wet. Like, all over my body. I also feel like, as a kid, you know, having a fever is no walk in the park or anything. Walk in the park. Um... (laughs) But, like, as an adult, it's one of the worst things you can experience, oh my I God. fear. <laughs> it is miserable to have a it fever. Is, I didn't even, like, have any cool fever dreams or anything like oh that. God. It was just, like, yeah. you're just I'm just really hot and uncomfortable. Have, feel like I need to cry. Yeah, like, antisocial hours <laughs> yes. for, for 48 to 72 hours. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it took me, like, about a week to get over it. So I went to the doctor because my ears started to hurt, and yeah. I was like, well, here no. we go. <laughs> nope, a childhood of disgusting ear infections has taught me to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> and I, like, went to one of those walk-in clinics. Saturday morning, I thought I could just sort of walk in without a reservation, and they were like... <laughs> lying girl. They were like, you can come back at 11. I was like, I'll probably be doing things by then. So I just went home and cleaned and whatever. Yeah. And then the next day it got worse, so I went in. And you really didn't, you didn't yeah, choose to take them up on coming back at 11? No, it was like four hours away. <laughs> it was like, you know what? You're like, I bet I'll feel better This is all then. the sign I need. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like, Girl, came back the next day at opening, and I was like, it's please me help again. Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's me oh, again, no. Margaret. <laughs> um, came in and like... <laughs> They tested me. She checked opening hours on Google and just got her little shoes on. I woke up, like, with plenty of energy, just in agony. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, well, let's get a start on this day. (laughs) And, um, yeah, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. A woman wearing a tie-dye t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> who was like, I'm a practicing, not a doctor, like whatever it was. <laughs> and I was like, of course you are. <laughs> a nurse practitioner. I, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't live in a first world country anymore where I can just sort of walk in and see a doctor. 
<laughs> who just took a course online for a weekend. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. I, I know she actually probably was a doctor. And I'm yeah. also nurse practitioners, I think. like No, they can do like, almost they, everything. Aren't like, just as good? They can do pretty much everything a doctor can do, except I think they cannot write a prescription. Okay. I'm not positive. Oh, then this was a doctor because she wrote me a prescription. Okay. Or maybe it's like they can't. I don't remember. But there I'm is saying, yeah. Is there something to be said about the degree of authority that a white lab coat bestows <laughs> on you? <laughs> that true. I do feel that a tie-dye t-shirt detracts from? Yeah. You guys are heroes. <laughs> Have you ever heard of white lab coat syndrome? No, is okay. it not like a authority signaling thing? No, it's like people like dad who get like stressed out by the presence of doctors and medical stuff. So that, like, it falsely makes your blood pressure seem high. I did not know this. Yeah. I mean, it could just be something dad made I didn't up. think dad was afraid of anyone, but it's interesting that it's doctors. You know what? It's funny. The things, like, the little breadcrumbs of things. Because I feel like... Yeah, I'm going to figure you out. I Keith like, in your autumn years. Yeah. Like, I feel like for me and you, probably, like, it's very... we sort of instinctively know what we need to know about mom, you know? Like, yeah. even if I've never explicitly asked her something, I'm like, I bet she mentioned it. Or, like, right. you know, but um, dad, you know, it's funny, like, the information that he volunteers about himself that's, like... It's, like, in fits and spurts. It's so <laughs> shocking every time. <laughs> like, like, when we were at Disney, um, when I was in college, we went that one, I think it was, like, my senior year of college mm-hmm. with the Reeveses. We were on some ride and it was, like, one of the goofy, like, kid storybook rides or something. And he was like, ooh. When there was a scene with, like, uh, trees that had, like, faces. Oh, you know? he doesn't like living trees. Yes. He, that is, like, he said, that's, like, one of my greatest fears. Is, is trees like, living trees. Yeah, like, he was, like, when I was a kid and they did it on cartoons. I just, it creeped Should me I, out to the Next room. time I'm with him in our, in our blunt rotation, yeah. <laughs> bring up the fact that mushrooms talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> that would freak him out. But then he was like, yeah, that. And then he goes, that, trees with the faces, and blood moving through a tube are the two things I'm afraid Whoa. of. What? He says it just, like, scares. It's like one of those, like, it gives me chills. Like, I just can't stand it. Yes. He can't stand to see blood moving through a tube. So he's like, when I ever have blood drawn or whatever, I just can't stand to look. And I'm like, man. That is funny. You know, it's a sensation that I honestly can't think about too often. What? And I think I remember what triggered this. It was like a little boy in my kindergarten class. But uh-huh. like someone moving their nails across carpet. Oh, yeah. 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 It's well, like way worse than a chalkboard to me. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, it's for me. Um, and this one was like something that I heard suggested to me. I think it was from Miss Chris, one of our mom's friends. Um, when you're removing a cotton ball from the top of a medicine bottle. Oh, one of the the worst things we all have to live through that is so terrible it is so terrible i hate that i get why they do it but it's like oh but it also feels like now in this late year we are still doing that that feels like something you'd get at a druggist do you know people do you think there are people who put that back in after they take their dose i don't want to know them (laughs) i don't want to know you could stand to do that repeatedly what what's going on what, sort of what's you, going what on there what can't you do <laughs> <laughs> run for high office yeah <laughs> do it well and then like when we were watching um oh i was th- this continuing conversation that happened off mic this weekend mm-hmm. there was an experience that i'll talk about that oh, i had sure, that i was yeah. like oh like it was it was a foam pit 
where oh. it was. And just the thought of like jumping into foam. I felt it and it was like not the foam I was expecting, but you know, that kind did of Did you spongy, not get in yourself? I did not. But something about that kind of spongy foam, like the kind that's like really cheap that you can just kind of pull off. Yeah. That like touching I get the it. skin. Ugh. I get it. It's a bad feeling. Disgusting. Anyway, I'll, I'll wrap up quickly. I had um, a little bit of a fungal. Uh, no, not <laughs> fungal. It wasn't, it wasn't fungal. Bacterial. Shut up. Forget what you heard. I had a bacteria. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> bacterial throat infection. Cute. <laughs> she was like, it's like, okay, so it is a herpes sore, but obviously not like herpes. And I was yeah. like, I, you didn't even have to say it. <laughs> you didn't need to plant that seed. It's like a canker sore. Yeah. It was yeah. basically a canker sore that like got out of hand. Um, In that location. That is cool. Yeah, like the back pocket of my throat. Uh, that sore was rude for choosing that real estate. It hurt so bad. And it like made me feel like I had an ear infection. So they prescribed me a $50 magic mouthwash that uh, insurance <laughs> declined to cover. <laughs> and they had a point because it didn't do anything. <laughs> so I love that they can just sort of say $50 to the good folks in the pharmaceutical <laughs> industry. You guys earned it. It's my tip. I love that insurance companies can just sort of see a prescription that a doctor, a medically trained doctor, has deemed <laughs> medically necessary and say, mm, I don't think not so. That one, girl. I like <laughs> to get back here. <laughs> so put down the grocery divider next between one, you and your medicine. Like, uh, no, no, that one's not with us. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. And now I have so, they made so much of it. And it's like, you guys could have. Was it a compounding pharmacy thing? Yeah. And they, it's like a full bottle. And it's not like it's going to make you, like, drunk or high. It right. literally just numbs the hell out of your mouth. And now I have it forever. I $50 bet it tastes of like ass, too. Terrible. It's like that pink bubble gum <laughs> viscosity that we had oh, as kids. No. But then they can't get the flavor quite right. Or maybe they're, like, pulling back on the corn Did they have to make it that thick because it was the back of your throat? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ew. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't help at all. I, like, gave up after, like, two ronces. And <laughs> but then they also put that? me on an antibiotic, which is incredibly exciting for fans of diarrhea. <laughs> you really went through it I, so hard last week. I was, like, like drowning in self-pity. Girl. I was really... You earned it, though. I was being such an absolute drag to live as and with. <laughs> every day I woke up and I was like this bitch is so (laughs) annoying get a better attitude (laughs) oh no because I couldn't make it to the gym so mentally not healthy (laughs) just sort of stewing yeah a lovely stew it was really pretty bad but then I did see the Batman okay did you like it I did really like it okay it's just Batman classic Okay. There's just okay. they didn't try to reinvent the wheel too much. I heard much. it was a little detective-y in places. Yeah, it was kind of pulp noir. Which I did not know, and I may have actually said this now that I think of it mm. last week, but I may not have. But I recently learned that DC stands for Detective Comics. I don't think I knew that. Washington Detective Comics. Yep. The our capital nation's of our capital. Nation. God, it might as well be. <laughs> These people, they do not serve God, they do not serve country, <laughs> they serve the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't Mm-hmm. I've never felt... Well, DC's not Marvel, first I of all. I know that, Lindsay. <laughs> okay. Don't tell any boy that I think that, because I don't think that. <laughs> you got it, girl. Thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because DC hasn't really had the same chokehold on everyone They sort Marvel of haven't, has. like, been the girls as much as Marvel they has. Have, oh, because they're, they're, the gem in their crown is Batman, and then, like, 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think our generation is really latching on to Superman. It's not happening. It's a, he, He's too he, boring. He's too standard. We've been there. I mean, the children forget he is an alien, which is, like, pretty cool. Yeah, but, but you know, they have never really had a good actor play Batman, it seems. Batman, or do you mean Superman? Superman, I mean. Oh my gosh, yes, there have been it was like incredible multiple Batman. great actors playing Batman. Batman. Um, yeah, I think it's like, prestige actors are like, I'm not going to be Superman. Right, like it's... <laughs> I'll wait for Batman. What's Henry Cavill? Like, who cares about him? Yeah, and he looks like Superman, but he just like does not <laughs> register for right. me as He's, attractive. I'm like, like face blind to him. I just I don't... I am too. I, <laughs> well, and then his chest is like... like it just cartoon prince big like he looks like gaston <laughs> he looks like a like a plastic figurine you know yes like yeah. made for little boys to play with like right. that l- sort of muscle composition doesn't really occur naturally well that's exactly what it is is that he's a heartthrob for the boys secretly but they can sort of and i don't mean gay boys i mean boys, like he's like the boys a, a figure of sublimation for right but wow. they're like well this is what girls want and it's like we don't yeah, but they're like, but it must be what girls want. It's because that's what they want to look like. But they don't know that we don't do want them like to look like that. I feel like a good amount of boys smartly picked up on that with Tom Hardy in the tens. You know, well, like, Tom Hardy had a little something special. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it's like I've heard him cited as boy crush for, by multiple men, and it's mm-hmm. like, and you know what? Taste. We agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women, men, we can all agree. I think we can all agree. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best, I'd say. So I think it's just so like, talented. You guys need to make a decision and it, choose wisely. It should be Tom Hardy and right. not... Don't, don't make Henry Cavill your North no, Star. No, don't do that. I've also heard things akin to Jared Leto's recent accusations about him. About Henry Cavill? Yeah. Interesting. That they ha- and, and sort of Leonardo DiCaprio-y. You know, like, they have expiration dates, the girls. I will be curious to see if these allegations against Jared Leto actually have any sticking power this time. Because we had this We've exact this same conversation so multiple times. times. The fact that it, like, stuck for some, several other people, but for some reason it just... Like, he's, like, a high-profile person. And how is this happening? It's like, we can all reasonably, like, right. guess that he might be creepy. It's, right. not, it's not out of my imagination. No, and you ask, like... How did we have this big thing about Army Hammer last year? But, like, the things about Jared Leto are also... Pretty bad. Pretty freaky-deaky and weird and also bad. Like, yeah. If his cast members who have, like, who are, like, public figures have been like, he mailed me live rats, you know? <laughs> like, should, is this someone that we should continue to, like, put right. in the public eye? Right. You know? This is not a well person doing right. this. Right, right. Like, exactly. Like, it's like, it seems so obvious, but like, yeah, if you worked with anyone right. at like a tech job and they were and mailing people rats, you would never give them a job. You would never would. And it's like, I get that acting is a weird job. And right. And I do think to be good at it, there is a degree of like, you're maybe weird. Yeah. But. But I prefer but, like kooky and not like yes, scary. Exactly. You know? Like. Please behave like a human being and have right. professional. Or if you feel that you need to do method acting all the time. Yeah. Don't. Don't always play antisocial characters. <laughs> Method Act is a really nice dude, you know? Right, exactly. That, why don't we try that? Yeah. You know what? In fact, why don't you just try that character on and then be that for the rest of your life? Right. Like why don't if you just Method Act as a nice character guy? is going to put you in uh, danger of the law, right. don't play that character. Right, exactly. Yeah. I also just feel like ever since Matt and Bowen talked about him being like a selfish scene partner in for like House of Gucci, like, they were like, he just is so oh, over the top true. that it's like not, but um, I mean, that's, I would say also true. And we crashed. Yeah, totally. 
and um, Anne Hathaway is playing so big. <laughs> I right. Oh my gosh, she is having so much fun. She's having a great time. I've never seen her act this big. Yeah, it's. I love it though. Yeah. Um, but he, um, I feel like that made me think too. Like he just must be an unpleasant. When you think of it as like a workplace, he's just an unpleasant coworker. Yeah. You know, like he's not behaving professionally. And like a like a weird perv. Right. Like it's just he doesn't have like professional courtesy that you like. Which I'm like. That's going to make people not want to work with you eventually, you yeah. know? Ugh. Ain't a weird perv, above all. <laughs> above all. Anyway, I think that's really all I have to catch you up on. Obviously, we watched, we both watched Severance. Bridgerton. And oh, Bridgerton. yes, and Severance. 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 Wow, I can't talk. It's all good. Severance season finale. Incredible. 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 Go program. read the Lexington letter on uh, Google. What Book, a show. Or sorry, Apple Books. The world building in this show. I, you know what I noticed, too, and I might have even said this to you, I feel like the aesthetic of it is, like, what early 2000s indie music videos looked like. Yes. Kind of 70s-y. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, you've implanted in the right audience here. Absolutely. <laughs> we you, were primed for this on You found VH1 a willing... 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. God, that's... That's quite a show. It is quite, quite. a show. That, that was, was quite a show. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for season two already. And also, written quite a show variant. <laughs> <names. laughs> um, that Millennial Sopranos account is very, very silly yeah, to me I on Instagram. Like um, there was I shared one the other day on my story that was Junior saying, "I'm sitting here waiting <laughs> like patience on a moment for the yeah. new season of Dairy Girls." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." that's me yep i have just been waiting here twiddling I, my thumbs for two years now i know can you believe it barry's coming back soon too oh i didn't even see season two of barry we just started rewatching last night because i was like i don't remember anything yeah. that happened i think we fell off but man i like noho hank yeah he's a really funny what guy. a character yep <laughs> anyway Lindsay, how have you been i have been great um this last weekend i went to midland to visit hey. one of my oldest friends, um, Whitney, and her sweet little boys and her husband, who's, like, such a nice guy. Um, they moved out there. They obviously work in oil, oral, mm-hmm. like, uh, almost a year ago. And they live in this, like, beautiful neighborhood in Midland that's got, like, old oak trees and stuff. Oh, nice. And they live one street over from where our other friend Erin lived when she was a little kid. Aww. So she drove me past that house. and So like, that's, like, where the Bush family lived, sort of, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're actually, when we were on the way to Whitney's house, there was a sign that, like, pointed George W. Bush childhood home, like, a historical mm-hmm. marker sign. Um, but it was a really beautiful neighborhood. And, like, it's actually kind of chilly there. Like, really? Yeah, Ryan said, like, even in the summer when you wake up in the morning, it's probably, like, 55 or 60. Hmm. And then, like... Because they're they're really basically in the desert. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Like, when we went to Jenny, to visit Jenny, we uh, saw it was, like, wintertime. But I was, like, oh, that's the first time I've ever seen a tumbleweed in, in my life. Craig and I tried to bring one back from Marfa, but it blew out of the truck bed. Yeah. <laughs> they, are, they are really cool, though. They're definitely cool. I just yeah. was, like, I didn't want to put it in the mm-hmm. car because mm-hmm. I was, like, it's probably full of, like, real gross yeah. stuff. It's also, like, prickly. Ouch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like so fun to see. I hadn't gotten to meet her youngest, um, who's 15 months old. And oh my gosh, her little boys are so cute. And um, yeah, it was just like really, I don't know, it was a lovely weekend. Mm-hmm. I got there and I told her, um, I mean, obviously I had some bullshit with United Airlines because you always got to. Flying can't be easy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're like, I 
swear to God, when they were boarding the plane, they were like, okay, you know, the all the people that get to board first. And then, like, group one. And I'm group four. So I'm like, I got, I got a little while to wait. <laughs> I'm watching, and I'm like, it's like at the time we're supposed to be taking off. And I'm like, they haven't even finished with group one. And looks like they're letting one person on every three minutes. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and so they finally, once they got back to steerage, a.k.a. me, they started moving a little quicker. Yeah, comfort minus. But we, yeah, exactly. But we left, like, 30 minutes late with, like, no explanation of why or, like... They don't feel like they owe it to you anymore. <laughs> so I landed, like, 20 minutes later than I was supposed to, and I already only had a 40-minute time between my flights, so I had to like, and it was, a, I had landed in Houston at Bush, which is a very, very big airport. Oh my God. It's like the size of a town. It's wild. And I landed in one um, terminal, but I had to get to terminal C, which girl, that is the one is that, that a is terrible the one? nightmare one where you walk down that like crazy, there's like long hallway with no windows yes, and the brown carpet. And then you get to like a weird circle at yeah. the end of it. And it's like three restaurants that aren't open. There's yeah, exactly. I think it's like a Burger King or oh something. Oh my God. It's, I hate that terminal. <laughs> it is. I think that I have had like dreams there. Like yeah. it's, it's a liminal space. Mm-hmm. And I was like having to haul ass to get there. First thing when I land, I'm, like, panicking. I'm, like, oh, and then they're, like, oh, sorry, you know, we're waiting for someone to drive up with the little, like, deck bridge thing. And I was, like, what the hell? Like, you guys couldn't be ready for us? Where's the preparation? Dude. So I get a text from United saying, like, welcome to Houston. Your next flight boards in 21 minutes. We would appreciate it if you could make your way to the gate. And I was like, bitch, I'm trying to. And then I get another text from them a minute later that's like, take a deep breath. We're going to wait. We're going to hold the flight for you for a couple of minutes. But we would all appreciate it if you could head towards the gate. And I was like, oh, my God. I managed to make it there like a few minutes before we were supposed to leave. And then we sat there. We sat our asses there again with no explanation Yep. for another 15 minutes. I was like, I did all this for what? I ran this far for what? I'm playing on their terms. (laughs) I'm sick of it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to start. I'm going to start trust busting. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. If Congress can't handle it. I am ready. I'm going to start trust busting. I don't know how how I'm going to do it. But I'll I'm figure get, it out. I'm gonna girls. get the girls starting. Yeah. on a conversation. Yeah, because it's like I, I the whole time there I was like thinking that, and then yesterday, oh my god, I'll get to do coming home yesterday was even worse. I was just like, the fact that we pay so much money to be treated like this It is disgusting. <laughs> you are like it's like masochistic. And Parker said, you know, when you start to change your your mindset and just think of flying as taking a bus, but in the sky. <laughs> it makes it a lot just, more sense because they don't care. But this is the they thing. They don't care if you make it there or not. I've been they got asked their money. <laughs> to give up a lot of standards that were set for me as a mm-hmm. child. Not I have. This one, really, not truly. This one. Like, what have we seen except the degradation? <laughs> right. <laughs> the quality of everything since we graduated high school. Absolutely. It's been horrible. Yeah. But, like, to me, I'm like, no, it was not always a bus in the sky. It was not. No, it was Back nice. Back in the days of Continental, because we used to fly Continental all oh, the time. Continental was so nice. They merged with United. Yeah. And now they're garbage. Yeah. Like, when I was. was incredible. It was incredible. I remember, like, my first several flights overseas when I was a kid. We always flew Continental. What a sentence. I know. <laughs> but, um, like, we would sit just in, like, economy class, regular yes, class. But they but still they were treated still like, you with dignity. Here's a hot towel to wash your hands with before I serve you a nice three-course meal. Yeah. We're going to play a movie. 
you don't get to choose which one. It's the same, you know, we're yeah. all watching the Brady Bunch movie. But it was or fair. But it was democratic. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and it was clean, and they gave you a blanket and a pillow. They give you crackers like every two hours. Yes, yes. And then we got we got the enormous privilege of writing first class one time because somebody we knew knew You'll somebody. Never it. When it was it like, happens to you, you'll it was, never forget it. It was like the upper deck. I think that was a British Airways flight, though. Yes, I was telling Craig, I was like, they listened, they were two decker planes it was sickening Things, bitch like, i'm so glad i got we to used experience to be a country <laughs> a proper country that really is insane though yeah and like they brought us hot cookies like every few hours yeah yes. do you remember this yes and we had those like individual screens at the end like on your chair oh i remember thinking like okay this is it this is the pinnacle this of technology it. yeah <laughs> I've arrived. There was one I took recently where you could, they had an in-flight messaging system like AOL. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> yeah. It was the plate. It was the flight where I was affected. Um, <clears throat> and they said for the Gemini's on the plane. <laughs> and so I like whipped it out and obviously started texting Craig, but like I could have texted anyone on that plane. I could have sown so much chaos. I don't care started for that. rumors. I don't care for that. But that's kind of. Someone probably had a meet cute yeah. through the British Airways oh, messaging app. Or somebody's writing a book with, you know, that cutesy little pastel background and Yo, yeah. cartoon people on it about that with that I, premise. I have something to say. <laughs> you guys have to stop doing that. <laughs> the cartoon people on the cover of a grown woman's romance book. Where are the photographs? You need to where are a bit of shame here. Where are the oil paintings? Right, honey. It, this <laughs> looks like you're regressing. Right. We, you just ask for more. Like, yeah. someone someone will do a good job on that cover, but yeah. this is garbage. Like they, Yeah, they used to be like used oil be. paintings <laughs> on romance of books. people just in the throes of passion. They would, like, spend a lot of time. <laughs> they said, we want to give the girls a little taste. Now the girls pop onto Illustrator and are like, let me do that cool blank face <laughs> effect. <laughs> I know what I'll do. I'll take a picture that I like from social media, and I'll just sort of draw over it on my iPad yep i made a cover <laughs> honestly there's probably people who have sold those covers for like the prince and his friend she. and me like, right whatever. Like, right <laughs> <laughs> the friend was just a friend <laughs> um yeah anyway that's all i have to say on that <laughs> And that's that on that. I, do, I blame Bridgerton culture for that, though. I don't even know why we got to that point, though. How, where were we? Back it up. Back it up. How did we get to talking about? Hold on now. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me to lead where I do not know. Um, yeah. Some about flights. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, it was the British Airways thing. We said that'd be yes. a Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, when we got to when I got to Midland though this weekend, I was telling Whitney that like I had been watching a few episodes of Bridgerton that I downloaded to my iPad on the plane, which that's a whole thing too because I'm like, what can people see over me? Like, <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> oh my god, scandalous! Yes, I felt a little weird watching it on an airplane, but at the same time, what am I supposed to do? Read a book? I, I don't did think so. Several birth charts. <laughs> when I, I'm on I love flight. that. You had the Wi-Fi. Yeah, no, I brought printouts. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Wow. Wait, but I was reading I was reading 
um, Channy's book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I like printed out a few of birth charts and was like taking the notes about like what trining means oh i see so, okay it's like basically doing the homework that comes with that book of course you made that but book have it homework. was like a covid flight so there was yeah. like, three other people on it and i just spread out like i was doing like a pepe silva board <laughs> <laughs> just having fun like, girls. i'm doing my my important girl work over here. <laughs> um god that's so funny um all three desks down <laughs> i kind of did <laughs> The texts. I have to keep the texts out, you see. My scholarship is <laughs> Do very... Do not cite the sacred texts to me. <laughs> Which I was there when they were written. Um, what was I... Um, you were talking about your flight home. Oh, no. Um, I was going to get to that. But I was going to say, when I got to Midland, I told Whitney that I was like three and a half episodes into Bridgerton. She was like, excellent. You know what? I have a bottle of uh, Veuve Clicquot Rosé from New Year's Eve that I haven't used yet. I have a king cake. It's gone down. So we like went out girls night on Friday night and like Mm -hmm. had, we went to like a wine bar and then like this really cute restaurant. And then Saturday we like spent the day with the boys and her husband and then, and like took Cooper to a birthday party and everything. It was super cute. But we went, um, we got home and they got the kids to bed. I like took a very long luxurious shower. Good for you. While they were putting the kids to bed and then got in my jammies. I popped some gummies. <laughs> I moseyed out and Wit was like, okay, the kids are in bed. It's Bridgerton time. And we blew through like four episodes. Oh yeah. It was awesome. I was like, did Ryan join y'all or did you just No, he was watching the power of the dog do. in the other in the playroom. Oh. <laughs> he came out and goes, Well, power of the dog is a snooze. <laughs> I love him. Um, he sat through it all, though. Huh? He sure did. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to give it a full... I'm going to give it a chance. That was really honorable. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but it was the vibe. Like, I just kept kind of patting across the kitchen, getting a little a little sliver of king oh, cake. there's nothing better it was, than to I, have a little treat that you can just sort of nibble on when you're high. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And, um, and like... The champagne, too, and, like, Bridgerton. The whole... And then her couch is, like, incredible. Oh, my God. It's from Crate and Barrel. It's, like, super deep. It's a classic sleepover vibe. Yes. And I was, like, honestly, maybe this is just a sort of a high (laughs) thought, but I was, like, it makes me happy, my 17-year-old me happy, to know that 35-year-old me and Whitney are still doing this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. It doesn't happen as often, and we have more responsibilities, but now we can have gummies, and we can have champagne, and we own our own things, and but we're still gonna sit around and like watch goofy shit for several hours yeah. and laugh and talk about stuff all the time. It might not be Havana Nights <laughs> ten times in a row. No, it was Moulin Rouge for us. Thank you. No, Whitney went through a Havana Nights. She did. She did. Not I didn't you. follow her there, but we did do. We did have a Moulin Rouge phase that was. Like literally like every other weekend. Yeah. Y'all would be watching Moulin Rouge like Ab- twice in the weekend. Absolutely, bitch. Yeah, and then like ten things I hate about you. There was a while where it was like we would end it and be like. Let's just rewind it because often she was helping me do things like paint my room or like a craft or whatever. So it was like we needed something to have on in the background of whatever we were doing. Yeah. Painting our nails, whatever. Anyways, it was just really fun. I was like, I love that I haven't gotten to see her in person in a while. And the second I landed, it was like, we did not shut up. But then on the way home, my flight left on time. Everything was normal. Um, I get to Intercontinental, and they're waiting for the Skybridge thing again. They're like, um, sorry, folks. Like, you know, we landed on time, but they weren't expecting us to get here this early, I guess. So they, we only have one Skybridge driver here today, whatever. What? Yeah. 
they finally get the little, that's the little like accordion thing. Yeah. Finally get that attached. And I'm like, how? And I keep, I have this text that's like, you know, your next flight leaves in 30 minutes. Get across the airport. So I'm like, okay. Is this thing coming soon? There's an actual pilot in uniform who is a passenger on the flight that I was like, sir, do you know, like, how much, I have a connecting flight. Do you think there's any way I'm going to make it or am I going to miss it? And he was like, oh, there's the sky bridge right there. So we should be off here in just a minute. And I was like, okay, that didn't answer my question. But I get out and I like start heading towards the little like sky train that takes you between um, Mm -hmm. terminals because I'm at like C and I need to get to A or something. I don't remember. But um, I, no, actually C is the nice one. B is the shitty one. Okay. Okay. So I was at A. I had to get to C. And then um, I get, I haul ass to the train. And then I get there and both of the sides say out of service. And then there's like a guy standing there who like kind of makes an announcement. He's like, sorry, folks. Like these have been out of service since 1 p.m. We don't really know what's going on. No. um, But here you can either walk to the other terminal or, like, which is a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to organize buses to take people between terminals, but that'll be a few minutes. And, like, me and several other people are like, I have a connection that leaves in, like, 30 minutes. Like, yeah. And um, he's like, or you could, like, go take the subway. Um, but then you're outside security, so you have to go back through security. Oh, my God. So he, um, I take, you know, remember that little shitty like three car train yeah. it like runs inside yeah. below the airport that was what i had to go take and each cart says like tw- max 12 passengers per car mm-hmm. cuz they're so tiny and i think there were probably like maybe 14 like we were squished in pretty tight but it was still like we weren't that far above capacity and all three trains were full and there were like people waiting like at every single stop um and this thing moved like at a snail's pace and i was just like the absolute indignity of I know, what I'm experiencing right now. The ventilation in that thing is just like a, like basically a subway grate above your head. And I'm like squished in with my bags, like squ- like crushed against me because there's three people deep, you know? And I'm like having to look up to breathe. <clears throat> it's and just it's insane like, that that, that and I'm like, process hasn't improved at all. And I'm like, I'm in Houston, Texas, like one of the richest cities yeah. in one of the richest countries in the world. And like, this is how I'm having to be carted through the airport. We don't have anything better than this. Yeah. You know? Are so, airports public or private property? I don't know, actually. I don't know. I think, it, I think there may be public property. The airport itself yeah. Yes, because then I think yeah, yeah. So things like that would be infrastructure. Like okay. we're not we're not spending enough on updating the infrastructure that would help you get from terminal to terminal right. at the airport. So um anyways, I finally get to the terminal and I still have to like haul ass to get to the gate and I'm so thirsty. Like I've been run oh, you have to I had to run up two sets of stairs mm-hmm. because the escalators were broken when I got there. And I had to go back through security oh again because I had exited security to get to the next terminal. And then, um, so I like... You were just basically doing temple run. Right. Yeah. And I was, I like ran up two side flights of stairs like as quickly as I could because I have like 10 minutes at this point. And I'm like, I, it's across the terminal. And um, I'm so, like I was like so, so thirsty. I was like, oh my God, oh I, need my to, God. I need some water so bad. So I like pulled my water bottle out of my purse and I'm like just looking on my way to the gate looking for a water fountain to fill it up in. And I walked for so long before I saw one. 
and it had they had one of those bottle fillers so I like put it underneath and that didn't work and I just like at that point was like does anything work in this airport today like I was oh my god over it um and then I got on the flight and they were like we are so sorry but the in-flight entertainment that United provided provides is not available for this flight our apologies if you would like like a 30 minute flight right no it was like an hour but from Houston yeah, I, well, silly. I think they, like, budget an hour, but I actually landed, like, 15 minutes early, so yeah. anyways, um, but it's just, like, it is, it doesn't matter, it's only 30 minutes, but it's, like, man, I paid all this money, and y'all can't even so expensive. deliver on the basic premise of what you, what we agreed to, Yeah, and they're, like, if you'd like to pay for in-flight Wi-Fi, that'll be $6, and I'm, like, for 30 minutes? Yeah. It costs them nothing to provide in-flight Wi-Fi. That's the that's the most infuriating part. Just it's how like, nickel and dime do you get? I know. Mm-hmm. Like, it really, it would cost you nothing at all to be kind right now and right. provide Wi-Fi. Right. And we used to get, like, a drink and a snack, and now it's just a drink. Yeah. Like, next it's going to be, like, I will hand you a can. Oh, a lot of places won't give you anything but water. God. Yeah. We remember when there was glamour in the skies? There used to be glamour in the skies. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sick of it. Well, I'm sick of it, frankly. I'm telling you, I'm going to start trust busting. I love it, girl. Go off. That's what I'm doing in 2023. Yes, Miss Elizabeth I'm Warren. Gonna, I'm going to be like the millennial giver and try to remind you guys, or for those of you who are too young to know, that, that airplane travel used to be Airplane travel elegant. used to be elegant. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, so many things were better when yeah. there were more options in the market. Right, exactly. <laughs> Cleaner. Yep. Yeah. And absolutely. y'all just wouldn't believe how good hamburgers used to taste. Oh, they, really I, they used to be better. They did. They did. What happened there? Why don't hamburgers taste as good? I think beef quality has gotten, you know, like all kind of factory farming is just sort of like, what's the cheapest way to do it? Yeah. And make too much of it. It probably you know? is a beef quality thing. Yeah. I think the girls are afraid to use butter too in the <sighs> way that they used to. That's true. Anyway, let's talk about Bridgerton. We've let's been, talk we've about been Bridgerton. We've just running our mouths. <laughs> just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, yeah, Bridgerton. Uh, Bridgerton rules. Apparently, the <coughs> books, um, they go in order of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, so this family has, the names? I think I can get halfway there, maybe, or a little bit further. Okay. Um, maybe I can do all of them. Try it. Anthony. Yeah. Benedict. Uh-huh. Colin. Daphne. Eloise. Francesca. Maybe. Um, Gregory and Hyacinth. Okay. They have eight kids, and they're alphabetically named like that. Um, Anthony's they like cribbed that from our family. Period. Yeah. Um, the mom is cool. She's yes. very cool, and all she wants for her kids, she's like, they are riches, absolute hell. Yeah, it rules. Couldn't have a better family. I kept finding myself asking Whitney, like, do they ever say how they got this rich? And she was like, girl, it's like an ancestral title kind of a thing. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, you just thought he would maybe learn to code. No, I was like, how did they? How do they have all this money? Like, when their dad died, didn't that like make them have to worry about money? And it was like, no. Well, because it went to Anthony. Yeah. So yeah. it's like they have land that they're taking rent from people for or whatever Mm -hmm. you know they have to manage all that but um so anyways this mom is very cool and her their kids have enough money to just sort of be able to be like money is no object when you're choosing a spouse they just wait till the summer when everyone decides they're gonna date girl is that a thing they have yeah they have like a debutante season and the queen 
What's that actress's name? I do not know. Let me look it up. Um, she's very fun. She's having fun playing this role. Um, the queen is a Gemini, and I really believe that and to I be true. I really believe that, too. <laughs> she is she like, just lives for gossip. She's like, I need 110% of the information <laughs> that you have about these young people. Just sort of like involving herself in the squabbles of teenagers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Trying to make sure that everybody has an appropriate match. Um, it's extremely heteronormative, this, oh, this sort of program. <laughs> there is one gay couple in the season, but it's not... I mean, this is you know, this is like teen, they don't get much screen time. girl programming, basically. Absolutely, and this is but it's so a fun. Very classic '90s kind of teen girl that loves yeah. this. Oh yes, absolutely. They're um, so they have in this family, the Bridgerton family, the fourth child, Daphne, is being like put out on the marriage market this season, and at the like big party where the girls have to kind of like walk up to the queen and show off. I don't know how pretty they are. I think so. And they're like poise and stuff. Um, at that, the queen is like, Daphne is the diamond of the season. This girl gets to choose prom queen on the first day of school. Isn't that crazy? And that is not okay or fair. Yeah, I was happy for her though. She had yeah. those weird little bangs. <laughs> those bangs were a hate crime. That girl looked absolutely the most like 19th century British face I yes. have ever seen. She, like, she, I could see her in a tiny pocket portrait. Absolutely. Yes. She's English as hell. Yeah. Like has to be. Yeah. Watch her not be. Yeah. Watch her be like Welsh. And I'm like, Phoebe Dynever, <laughs> that girl's English. Uh, the woman who plays the queen, her name is, um, I might not know how to pronounce the last name, but it's Golda Rashuval. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I love the name Golda. I do too. It's a good It's one. a beautiful name. Um, yeah, she's English. Of course she is. Um, so anyways, she has, I guess, attracted too much of attention. So at first it's like, nobody's coming to see her. Well, and her brother is like too picky and mean to yes, her suitors. that's right. He's like, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. And so, um, she, there's like this disgust disgusting guy oh yeah i forgot about him entirely Who like will not take no for an answer and like cannot read the room and is like i insist that i'm gonna marry her and then like they it like looks real bad for a minute it's like he's got some scandalous information that he's Mm -hmm. gonna lord over her namely she was alone in a garden by herself at night with him yep Anyways. And that's enough to ruin someone. Apparently. Yeah. So she's like, oh my gosh, our whole family is going to come to ruin for this. And then like, none of my sisters will have a good marriage because of it and blah, blah, blah. Um, But lucky for her, her mom has street smarts. And she's like, we're going to do what the girlies do. Talk. Yeah. So she invites this disgusting dude's mom over. And she's also disgusting. And that means that her servants come too. And the servants get to chatting. And it turns out that this disgusting this piece smart, of trash. It was, was like so a heist smart. movie. Exactly. This disgusting piece of trash uh, fathered a child and refuses to support it and whatever. And so that information gets released to the public. We didn't mention Lady Whistledown yet. Oh, right. As voiced by Julie Andrews. As voiced by Julie Andrews. What a beautiful voice that woman she's, has. She still sounds so nice to listen it's to. It's just, she has the most gorgeous, like, Very honey The accent, voice. too. Yes, the quality of it. It's, like, so rich now, too. I truly believe Julie Andrews might not have ever smoked a cigarette in her life. I, you know what? I actually think she was kind of a fun girl. Oh, I know she was a fun girl, but she probably was like, this is my instrument. <laughs> 
That I wouldn't be surprised. That's true. She might not have because so there's just not a single gravelly quality to her voice. No, that woman is 86 years old. Good for her. Oh, Good for her. her. She and Carol Burnett being pals forever. Ain't that the cutest thing you ever They're did? They're both here? still with us, huh? They are still with us. Love God to hear bless it. it. You love to see it. She has five children. Wow. Julie Andrews. Yeah. Anyone famous? Uh, Emma Walton Hamilton. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> She's a British American children's book author. And theatrical director and an actress, I guess. Sure. Sure. Um, I think she's a professor. But basically, she's Julie Andrews' daughter. Um, anyway, so there's like this publication that just gossips about what's going on yeah, in the marriage market. this is basically just Gossip Girl. And it is very Gossip Girl. <laughs> and uh, there's this big mystery. The queen wants to know who that is. So Eloise, the very bookish daughter... Who is a lot. She is an Emma Stone knockoff. I hate to tell you. She really, her voice sounds so much like Emma Stone's voice. Like yes. that raspiness. Um, she had the most, I would say, uh, what's the word? Not not correct period costume. Like hers was the she most outlandish. She did look silly, didn't she? Like um, her I was little just, weird back of the head bows. Yeah. I was just talking about this with Fiona this afternoon because it's like, I think... Aesthetically, what they did with the show was very interesting because a lot of the clothes look very cool and fresh now, but they were still, they're still taking the ele- the basic elements of them are period appropriate, but they're just maybe something that wasn't like mainstream at that point. Yeah. It may not have been like the, the look, but it's one that's like a little more tailored to what modern audiences want to see on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and I think they did that with the names too. Like there's no Janes or Emmas or whatever in this. That's true. But it's like Hyacinth, while is a really cool name now, you would have heard people named that. And like yeah. Daphne, you would have heard of, you know, yeah, all of those. Yeah, it's just basically like picking the coolest parts of the culture rather right. than taking like all of it. Exactly. Yeah, I get so, it. Um, so anyways, Eloise's little vests though, like that, there's just no way that was happening. Yeah. And really like her weird, weird bangs. Really weird costuming. Yeah. Because I think yeah. they had to make her seem younger through costuming. Yes. Because she reads as older than Daphne. Yeah, she's me. got like a very worldly, you know, vibe. Yes. Yeah. She's, I like the character. I mean, but she's she's a little annoying. They like have her kind of overstate how, who she is. Like, I think it's so hard that women have to get married in this world. I don't want to get yes. married. You know, she just sort of comes in and has like book woman. She's like uh, Joe March. Yeah, you know, like bumper sticker phrases. Yes, like, exactly. Like, like well-behaved women rarely, rarely make, make history. history, and I've always said that. And you can ask anyone, and I've always said it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, her best friend is Penelope Featherbottom Feather Featherington. That's Tobias's thing. Yeah. What is it, Mrs. Featherbottom? Mrs. Featherbottom. We shan't be telling your mother about this, shan't we? <laughs> I can't believe that's where my brain went instead of feathering <laughs> when, when he jumps <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> with the <laughs> umbrella. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. You program. and I used to just watch the Mrs. Featherbottom. <laughs> we should. Like, and also the Mr. F episodes we yes, watched quite a bit, I fear. We did. And I won't expound on it. <laughs> I should. And I will go no further. <laughs> End of discussion. Um, oh my god. Um, yeah, so the Featheringtons are this kind of like gaudy gauche family. Yeah, um, who's the mom though? She's she looks so familiar to me. Well, she was I can't remember her name, but she was on um, the old Emma, the first Emma. She plays Jane Fairfax. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. The wow. one that hooks up with you and McGregor. Yeah. Polly. You're Andrews. so close. Polly Walker? Polly Walker, I think, is, is Pol- what it is. Or is that one of Jack the Rippers? No, that's Polly. Okay. I thought maybe Polly Walker was the name of one of the canonical five, but it right. was Polly something and you else. Did stand them like the Spice Girls Polly there for Nichols. a while. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, that book was so good. It's yeah. so good. You're going to, you know what? When I'm done trust busting, I'm going to lend you all my support in finding who Jack the Ripper is. No, I don't actually want to know. You don't want to no, know? No, I don't because that book really like changed a lot about like how I view Ripperology and stuff. Like she was like, it's really messed up how much people care about that, but they don't care about these women and like what they tell you about what the society was and how yeah. what happened to them can tell you about what their society was. And so like the the lady that wrote it was like, I think ultimately dredging up these stories in like out of a prurient sense of like it's fun to read about it. She's like, that's not and then like trying to piece those pieces together to figure out who did it. Like yeah. that's not productive. We're not ever really going to know. There's no way there's too much evidence that's been destroyed or like, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't handled appropriately. We don't have DNA. They're, we're just never gonna know. Yeah. So that's a useless thing to do. And she was also talking about how like the Ripperology forums online get really misogynistic. Oh, I don't doubt. You it. know, and she's like it makes sense that like a misogynistic kind of a man is the one that's fascinated about like violent acts being perpetrated on women, Yeah, you know? But I do love the sort of space that it uh, lives in for like um, macabre teachers. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like a great thing to talk about on Halloween. Yeah. I think it's just so decontextualized from the actual like grisly horror of it that it's just gallows humor. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But anyways, the book itself was fascinating. They were I loved reading about those women. Um, I gotta tell you, though, I did enjoy the Jack the Ripper tour that I took in London. Oh, I did it. I've done it twice. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, once with and y'all. I'm gonna do it again. <laughs> I did it once with y'all and once with Parker. Yeah, it was great. It's fascinating. I mean, and you it, get to see the sights. It's, like, very... The things that you learn about, like, they'll be describing how disgusting London, East London was at the time, and then, like... And you're, like... I was looking at, like, so much trash that had not been picked up, and I was, yeah. like, y'all. <laughs> it's still not so great. <laughs> we could improve. Yeah. We might be able to improve society somewhat. The, the, like, little, like, colorful details they give you about how people used to have to, like, pay a penny to sleep on against a rope. Like, what? Like, but it was cheaper to get, like, a pint glass full of gin than to, like, than to sleep? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's so nuts. And this, yeah, that was what I also thought was, like, super fascinating about this book was, like, um, and there was a, a podcast that went along with it that had, like, a soundscape to it, too. It was kind mm-hmm. of eerie and, you know, but um, it talks so much about, like, the being poor then was... Different kind of poor. A different kind of poor. It was, the society decided, thick them. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. I don't care. You know what? The problems could have gotten away from us, so we're going to get away from it. (laughs) Exactly. Wow, did you just make that up? I have no idea. (laughs) That was was really good. (laughs) I didn't know if that's like a corporate America phrase. It might be. I have no way of knowing. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. That was nice. You wouldn't believe the way I talk to people in professional settings. You wouldn't recognize <laughs> that girl. She circles back. <laughs> she definitely circles back. She touch base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. And I'll be doing it with, like, my whole chest. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, just moments ago, you were like, I should have gone to business school. I should have. 
I should have. I would have had is, a good time. It's with things it. like this that I'm like, I think you're an Enneagram three. I can see it. I think it's I think like you are the part of me that actually enjoys participating in systems of commerce is like <laughs> uh, my shadow self, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know her. What? And no. then it's like, no, it's fun. It's an activity. <laughs> <laughs> you you put effort in and get money out. This thing rules. <laughs> it's an activity. Yeah, I mean, you just sort of frame it as like, this is a fun game we play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah true. It's all about your attitude that's girls. a nice way to look at it girl <laughs> anyway it works and it's fair for everyone <laughs> no notes no whatsoever notes <laughs> um i'm so glad that i had searched polly walker so that i could remember that that's how we got here oh my god me too <laughs> never would have found our way out of this polly walker plays mrs featherbottom and she's Lizzie, it's featherington <laughs> did it again <laughs> oh no oh no she has three daughters that are sort of up for auction yeah. uh, on the marriage market yeah including um, penelope which is eloise's best friend aforementioned and then two girls that are very like the stepsisters from cinderella type that's beat. exactly what they were it's like if you ask me to tell them apart i simply could not. i'm not and i won't <laughs> i shan't and their dad is a bit of a uh, roused about yeah and you find a out gambler. that he has sort of gambled away all their money yeah yeah. Um, so the girls don't really super duper have a dowry. And yeah. Then, like later they run up to Hyatt Bill at the, uh, what is Modiste. it called? Modiste. The fakest French accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Right. But the whole That's town's a plot like. That's though, isn't it? Yeah. That she fakes it. She's yeah. actually got like a Cockney accent. Yeah. But Clearly. Like, none of the women pick up on it. Except for like. She's like, oh, Madame Bazoo-Doo-Boo. <laughs> I'm going to do Sacre bleu. Everything she says, and she's like, Blue is the warmest color. Madame Featherbottom. Yeah, basically. You know, it's very stupid. Um, but the modiste has all the tea. Yes, so there's there's a bit and of an also, intrigue of maybe it could she could she be Lady Whistled Down? I was supposed to say Whistle Possum. <laughs> Girl, I got bottoms on the brain. You I really guess. do. <laughs> bottoms up, and the devil laughs. Um. So, anyways, yeah, they run up to high bill with Modis, so they don't get any new clothes for the season. Miss Polly Walker, girl, she is mad, and she's like, <laughs> she did come up in that bitch mad as hell. <laughs> she said, "You better figure it the hell out." <laughs> so her husband's like, "I don't know how to do an honest day's work. The only so way what I'm going to do <laughs> is get this very accomplished boxer and pay him." To throw a fight. Now, and so this, that we both make a bunch of money. Yes. This boxer is also, like, sparring partners and friends with the very dreamy Duke. Duke. Wow. Duke of Hastings. What a talented man they found. Regé Jean Page. Now, that is a talented <laughs> actor with a lot of um, promise, I feel. <laughs> I can't wait to see what he does next, <laughs> acting-wise. <laughs> they really nailed it with what the girls want. They there. they really did. They didn't let's they? Give I the will dolls. say I, they they costumed him in like a kind of goofy way, like, oh, like the colors. I mean, like, well, also, yeah. Sometimes I was like, why is he wearing no, a black shirt this under is like this vest? A clown's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> also, the way that they would have him just sort of walk into a room with his shirt completely unbuttoned. Yes, it's like wow, that's effective. It's it's why it was on the cover of those those books. But, you know, wow, you know, yeah. And yeah. they well, here's. I just don't want to be too blue on this podcast. (laughs) 
I don't want to like betray our listeners in that way. Yeah. But there is a certain um, very old school form of family planning that he yes. does. Yes. That you just don't <laughs> visually see on your television very yeah, often. Yeah. They really went there because it's jarring. It is jarring. It really interrupts the scene. And then it also like connects me to the fact that the show's viewers are probably either uh, women my age. Yeah. Or teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to tell them, like, this is not sufficient. <laughs> like, Teenagers. You guys do need condoms. <laughs> please use protection right. every time. I am begging of you, girl. Yeah. Please watch season one of MTV's Teen Mom. You will yes. not make this decision in yeah. haste. It could happen to you. Yep. It really could. Um, no, I... God, thank God this didn't come out when I was a teenager. I know, you would have been like, here we go. <laughs> oh, well, there it is. And that's, that's that on how that. you don't get pregnant. <laughs> so, nothing with all the sex I was having in high school. <laughs> really could have dodged a few bullets uh, there. You know, you know. Um, anyways, uh, no, so Daphne and this Duke have this convoluted, like, fake engagement plan to sort of get more... I guess to raise her stock price, as it to were. To raise her stock price and to get the, the like, nosy moms of the town yes. off his back. His seemed a little thin. A little flimsy. <laughs> I felt, he was like, ew, I'm so annoyed by moms and mothers. <laughs> and being expected to get married. They also kept saying mamas. And I was mamas. like, what? what is the town? The town. But they call it, that just seems to be, like, the, the rich people of the town. I think so. I think it's like a very, like that weird pinched sort of way that the winters speak. Yeah, must be. Um, Anyways, that works. She gets the attraction attention. There it is. She attracts a prince. So close. It was a very nice boy, it seems. Yeah, he seemed very sweet. But ultimately, the sexual tension between her and the Duke is too high. And also, there was some other reason that they had to... He chases her into the garden. Oh, they make out. They make out. Yeah. And then... Her um, brother finds them. Yes, and is like, this is dishonorable. You'll <laughs> marry my sister, or I'll shoot you. Right. And then they just, they go to He's a duel like, over I it. cannot marry her, because... The Duke is, like, fully, I'm not gonna get married. Married. I'm not going to get married. Stop asking. I'm not going to get married. Because he can't have a kid. But then he, like, tells her, like, so I he couldn't says. marry you because I can't have a kid. And she's like, I don't care. You've really ruined my whole thing this season. Yeah. So, like, you do need to marry me. Yeah. Also, you fled my basement. Right. And so right. they get married. And it's like, okay, they actually really love each other. And he's, like, really relieved that she's cool with him not going to give her a kid. Not that he can't. Right. Or, like, you know. But she doesn't know anything about sex. Like This girl doesn't know anything about anything. At all. Yeah. At all. And she, like, is like, I guess this is how it works. Yep. Pretty neat. <laughs> and then somebody says something that, like, makes her be like, wait a minute. What was that? So she goes and asks her, like, maid. Like, she's like, Rebecca, or whatever the girl's <laughs> name is. I really need you to, like, tell me exactly how a woman becomes pregnant. Explain it to me, please. Oh, my gosh. And then she's like hold on a minute this man has been playing me the fool yeah what it really was insane like that was what his plan was so flimsy their marriage went from like really seemingly pretty great to like they were gonna get divorced very quickly because he was like i think you're being so unchill right now about this and she's like i disagree and then she seduces him and takes matters into her own hands yes which was 
not super content sensual. And I tend to agree. <laughs> uh, and see, he's rightfully pissed because he's like, what was hey, that about? Sort of a violation of our terms. Right, right. Um, uh, so he's like, if you are pregnant, I will do the honorable thing and I will stay and like be a good dad. But if you're not, like, this is the last time that we're going to be in the same place. Yeah. <gasps> he was like, we'll just be married in name only. And yeah. that's it. Wow. So she wasn't pregnant, but then they, like, sort of chatted it out. And then she realized that he, like, she read through his letters and found out that he had, like, a horrendous relationship with his dad. So that's yeah. why he... Because that was a real asshole. Just a real jerk. Yeah. He swore on his dad's deathbed that he was never going to give him an heir. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, his mind has just sort of changed. Yeah. Yeah. Would you believe? So they throw this big function, and it's like the end of the season ball. Ball. Mm-hmm. And, um... It's a that party looked it did look great. Litty litty. Like it really did. Gorgeous. The other party that she went to where they like had gas lights for the first time. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Beautiful looking party. But anyway, so I mean sh- this show is a feast for the eyes. I one must one say. One thing I will tell you is that Netflix said, Shonda, how much money do you want? Okay, there, now because the we budget want- is there is no budget. <laughs> the budget is there is no budget. So whatever you tell us, we're gonna triple well, it. Well, you have to think about like the money that they paid for the crown, and then you bring yeah. on a creator like Shonda Rhimes. Like right. it's well within her rights to be right. like, um, okay, you will bleed your checkbook on this. Absolutely, my God, the costumes were bananas. Yeah, and like the and wigs, the wig concept for Queen Charlotte was so cool to me. It was pretty cute. I was like that, and apparently Whitney was saying that there was like. Some some scholars believe that Queen Charlotte... Whoops! That meant that we were talking... Pardon us, the uh, outro told me that I was talking too long again. Yeah. <laughs> Extremely rude when technology does this to me. Um, but there are apparently some... There is some evidence that might suggest that Queen Charlotte was actually biracial. Mm. So I need to read more about that, but apparently... I couldn't tell you thing one about Queen Charlotte. Well, she was Not married to George the Third, one. As they showed, who is losing his mind. Oh! Okay, so... Mad uh, King George. Okay. Yeah. I kept thinking that this was set in the 1820s, but clearly not. No, it's 1813, or like that was when the the one ended. Oh. It is early. It's the Regency period. Okay. So they had like other people actually doing the work of running the country as a regency for King George. Okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's why the dolls are sort of dressed like uh, Napoleon's wife Josephine. Okay. You know. Yes. That was the rage. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyways, yeah. So anyway, they decide that they love each other because it starts raining and well and that's you know, what happens that makes that makes you realize it makes you just sort of wash away yeah your false self release your inhibitions as it were. exactly <laughs> feel the rain on your skin so they drop the ruse and she's like i'm tired of pr-. like they're still kind of trying to play it cool with each other in a way that i like don't appreciate i'm like can you guys be earnest this is not a dance anymore. Like, right. you're not I trying to fool anyone. Exhausting. You're married. So she was like, I'm tired of pretending I don't love you. And he's like, I love you too. And then, like, next thing we know, they have a baby. And it's yeah. a boy. Yep. It's a boy. And they, uh, he does the cute thing where he's like, well, we'll do your family's tradition and name them alphabetically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the last we'll see of him on this scene. And you know program. that there is some Bachelor Nation girl who was like, see? <laughs> see? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing my thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. I fear that we will probably see that trend for years to come. The A, B, C, D thing. Yeah, I actually, I think it's kind of cute and fun. And I think that it yeah. will just be funny to live through. 
Yeah, it's harmless, for sure. No, victimless crime. Victimless <laughs> crime, go for it. There's a bunch of other little plot points throughout this show. Like, there's this one, the Feather, Featheringtons have a cousin Nailed that comes it. to stay. Oh, I completely forgot about her. Marina Thompson. Apparently, she's just, like, just in this series. You know, I think there's always going to be, like, one side character that yeah. you, like, really invest in. Um, but she, turns out, is pregnant. And, like, when she gets there, and then, like, there's this whole mess of trying to, like, figure out where the father of the baby is because she loves him versus can she just, like, very quickly entrap some rich guy to marry him and then they make it just seem... racing against the clock yes. this whole series. And I think you're supposed to feel like Lady Featherington was being a villain by doing this, but I'm like, to be honest... She had a point. I know by modern standards this seems really mean, but, like, at the time, that's the best, most loving thing you could do for that girl is, like find someone to marry her and like sweep it under the rug it was you know? sad that colin was like if you had told me i would have married you right like, in an instant i know oh, yeah it's so sweet so sweet so my friend whitney has read these books and she was like in the books like the bridgerton family is just the best like they're just so fun to read you know yeah they just seem that sweet. mom rules and she just she Mar- like big marmy vibes oh her. absolutely like when they have um what's his, the duke comes over he's like anthony's old friend that's another quirk yeah. of it um and he's a rake yeah they keep saying that i'm like anthony clean up your side of the street <laughs> anthony is check in on the kind of parties that benedict has been going uh, to lately too okay he they got are. himself involved in multiple people right it's it's inappropriate Behavior. It's inappropriate by that standard. Yeah. Um, so, clean up your side of the street is right. Anthony yeah. has a messy affair with an opera singer. Yes. Who I, I felt uh, was one of those sort of, like, interestingly cast characters. She looked like, a little bit like the girl from Harlots, I feel. Not quite. Like, not yes. exactly the same, but, like, that same kind of modernish looking face. She did look... She's, like, modern girl pretty. It's you know modern. what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's, like... She doesn't, in the way that, like, we were like, oh, Daphne looks like an old 1800s English person. Mm-hmm. Like, this girl looks like, she she just got back from a trip. She's a little tan, you know? Yeah, it's like, you don't really see, like, Brie Larson in right. like, a lot of period pieces. Because right. you'd be like, excuse me? Right. And that's <laughs> what, what are was, you doing here? With what's her face in Green Knight? Um, Alicia Vikander. She has a modern face, I feel. She does have a very modern so face. So it's like. I, I could say the <laughs> same, honestly, Scarlett Johansson would not fit into yeah. like a lot of period pieces yeah, very sure. tr- little I could, I could see her doing well she did Blend Girl on. yeah yeah but she had a very modern face yeah she does I say this because Craig and I watched Lucy last night what's Lucy don't watch it what is that it's like Limitless kind of what is Limitless the Bradley Cooper one where he like takes the pill that gives him access to the rest of his brain I haven't seen this you haven't seen Limitless no it's like in the exact <laughs> same like level of popularity as like side effects Okay, okay, got These it. Sort of say, like, say less. <laughs> original, like, kind of gritty crime movies. And they have, like, our I, family are sort of sees. Like, salt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> One of the absolute Silliest. best times that I have ever had at a theater. <laughs> we were on a family vacation in the Pacific Northwest and ran out of things to do because we're just not those kinds well, of girls. We just go to the movies all the time. We I think we also wanted time. to see this movie. We were in Eugene, Oregon. Gosh, this is a nice cineplex. It was nice. It was and really we were, like, cute. the only 90s. people at this movie. And the whole family, we went to go see Salt in the year 2010. <laughs> mm-hmm. The way that Lindsay and I about passed out when Angelina when, Jolie came out in boy drag? Yes. Unbelievable. I, <laughs> Unbelievable. I feel I like we... <laughs> <laughs> there it goes. 
Well, that's the second time that the outro music has just like blared in our ears. So I guess that's probably a sign that we need to wrap it up. I love when the technology that we pay for <laughs> is like tells us. <laughs> it's like, girl, you're, you're rambling. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so what period piece are we going to watch next Oh my week? goodness me. Well, we've really run through all the Oscar <clears throat> ones this year, I think. Yeah. Unless there's one I'm like missing. I don't. I don't remember any. Um, okay. Well, we were just in the Regency period. Yeah. There's somewhere kooky we can go next. I don't know. I mean, I could also hang in the Regency for a little longer if sure. you wanted to. Do you want to I'm, pause for a minute? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we conferred with our spreadsheet and realized that we have actually never done the Aviator, which is a classic Molly Sherman depressing favorite. It is part of Molly culture. Yeah. So I haven't seen it actually since, I think, since I saw it in theaters. Oh, I had it on DVD. I know you did. In high school. It's a long bitch. It's a long movie, so give yourself some time, plenty of water. Yeah, but it does have Kate Blanchett in it. Have we ever done Benjamin Button? I do feel that we have, but I'm not certain. Well, let me just check. I'm, I'm really I know, cynical I, sev- on this. Several of the things we came up with that you were like, I'm sure we've done an yeah, episode no way, that. Buster. No, we have not done Benjamin Button. I would, wow. I would love to do Benjamin Button I also someday. love Kate Blanchett's hair in that movie. It's gorgeous. She, she turns out a lot of really iconic looks in Benjamin Button. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. But this week we are doing The Aviator. <laughs> the Aviator. There was a time when I was a young woman when I had a monologue from this memorized. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I to... dust the cobwebs off of that. I think that you should. I think that's a great idea. All right. Until next week, either watch The Aviator with us or don't. But please join us back when we talk about it. Bye. Bye. Bye.